Welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Here is your host, Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof, a nationally recognized health educator, author of the award-winning book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, and creator of the Talk Puberty app. And welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof. As mentioned in the first episode of the Puberty Prof's Fall Series, episode number 66, this fall is about explaining the national sexuality education standards and how these standards can be used as a tool to talk with young people about puberty and other age and developmentally appropriate topics. Two of these topics are healthy relationships and prevention of interpersonal violence. So that is what we're going to focus on today. And to help talk about this topic, I invited Mr. Sean and Rodney to join us. So right now, if you're able to watch this episode on the Puberty Profs YouTube channel, the link is going to be in today's description, please do because Rodney is quite entertaining to chat with. And before I introduce or have them say hi, let me give a very brief description. Mr. Sean and Rodney, they provide in-person and virtual social and emotional learning presentations. And the topics they focus on align with the standards and the topics are empathy and violence prevention. So, and the presentations include some puppetry, and at times, original superhero stories. So without further ado, thank you so much for being here, Mr. Sean and Rodney. Would you like to say hi to our audience? Absolutely. Hello, everybody. Do you want to say hi, Rodney? This is my pal Rodney over here. Oh, oh, yeah. Hi. I want to say hi to everybody. And I got to get up close to the camera because that's what I do. Wait, wait no. Well, maybe you should ask consent first. Is it all right if he gets right up in the camera? Is that too close? Wait, wait, hold on. I got Is it okay? Yes, it is, Rodney. I would just say, be careful of your eyes. You don't want to be too close to the screen. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't want to stare at the screen too much. Yeah, but I want to get up close to anything. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Rodney. Uh, So you can tell he's a little goofy, but it's all good. And and the kids seem to like it, so it works out. (laughs) And I want to thank you for having the opportunity to be able to chat with you today. It's great to be here um, and be able to talk about these really important topics, um, which I really get jazzed up for and energized for. And so does Rodney. So it's good stuff. Thanks a lot. Well, I thank you again for being here, the both of you for being here. And Mr. Sean, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it's important to know that um, part of the reason why I'm doing the work that I do is that um, I've always been interested in writing and artwork. And, you know, I used to watch things like The Muppet Show and stuff like that when I was a kid in the Muppet movies. And so, wait, how does that relate? Well, because you're, you're, you're a puppet, remember? Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so, and so being able to express, you know, um, myself through the different kinds of mediums like the artwork and the writing and the superhero stories and the puppetry. Um, and then being able to use that to help educate students is like, it just felt like a really natural fit. Um, so that's, that's largely where my background is. I've done some work in nonprofits for quite a few years. I've been working in schools for quite a few years and, um, it all just feels like it's a really good place to be. So that's where I continue to be. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
Excellent. And thank you for explaining your background. Now, as I said in the intro, the fall series of the Puberty Prof podcast is focusing on the National Sexuality Education Standards, in which your work focuses on empathy. That topic pertains to healthy relationships and the prevention of interpersonal violence. Why empathy? Why are you focusing on that? Excellent question. I'm glad you asked. Um, So as I said, I'd done some work with nonprofits in the past, and one of them was uh, sexual violence prevention. So when we were doing the sexual violence prevention work, we were doing personal body safety and all that good stuff, right? Because, you you know, we, we do personal body safety now even, right? Yeah, and we talk about consent, right? And I know you talk about consent. Um, but one of the other things, one of the really big topics uh, that was even with the elementary kiddos, we were talking about bystander intervention a lot. And that's still, to me, I think is a really important topic. I don't do as much with it right now because I wanted to dig a little bit deeper. Um, I used to think about how we were always asking students to be the ones to intervene in these, what can be really kind of like stressful situations or maybe scary situations um, where bullying might be happening. And I still, again, like I do advocate for that. If you have, you know, a really good skill set and you're like kind of like a strong student like that, absolutely get, you know, get involved in some way. It doesn't have to be directly, but, you know, still do something about it. Right. Um, But then I thought, I thought like, can we dig down a little bit deeper and start to do even like deeper primary prevention? So as I thought about it more, it felt like empathy, right? Yeah, I, I like the empathy talk. Yeah, <laughs> empathy um, was really the topic to dive into because it feels like it was connected to a lot of the different, uh, different types of work that I was doing. So if I'm understanding, you do, you go to schools or other organizations and you speak to young people on these topics and Rodney joins you. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I get to go and, and, and they love me. Yeah, they love you. That's right. Um, and Mr. Okay. Sean runs into the background a little bit when we do these things. Uh, yep. So I get to visit with schools and uh, libraries and we've done a couple uh, just kind of fun events out in the community, but yeah, always bringing some kind of empathy education um, and talking about, um, you know, just ways that we can keep ourselves safe um, around things like personal body safety, or again, you know, empathy is kind of that big umbrella topic. Um, so there's a lot of different pieces we can do that way. Well, since Rodney likes to be such the major part of your presentations, Rodney, would you mind telling us a definition of empathy? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So empathy is really awesome. It's like a superpower because it's so cool. And what it is, is like when somebody's feeling a feeling like, um, and, 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 and maybe you've never had that feeling before, you can kind of understand what it might be like to go through something, right? So for example, let's say um, uh, maybe you've never had a pet go out, uh, get lost, like go outside and then get lost, right? Um, which could be like really scary. Oh, I already said the words, um, but if you've never been through that before, um, you can still imagine what it's like when that happens. So that's, that's empathy is when I can figure out, like I can understand how you might feel, even though I've never been through whatever you've been through. It's really cool. <laughs> it's true. It is cool. It's a great way to be able to connect with somebody else, right? You can figure out how someone else is feeling. And there's a lot of cues and clues uh, that you can get from somebody else to find out how they're feeling as well. Um, it's really just important to be, be open to that experience of kind of understanding how somebody else feels and what they've been through. Yeah. 
Can I ask for some of those cues for trying to figure that out? Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of thing we'd usually ask kiddos, right? If we were talking about how could you tell if somebody was feeling a certain way, right? So we'd say, you know, what would we ask? Like, yeah. So I'd ask like, how can you tell if somebody's happy, right? So what would students usually say? Well, they're smiling and they're chatting and they're having a good time, right? So that's happy. Well, um, what else would you ask? Yeah. So I'd find out, how can you tell if somebody's feeling sad, right? Okay. So then what, what do they usually say about that? Well, then they say, well, they look kind of like this and they, oh. Oh, yeah. And you kind of like hide your face a little bit and you may not want to be around other people. Yeah. And then that's, that seems like they're sad, right? And sometimes those cues, you know, you can tell pretty well. And sometimes it's a little confusing too. Um, but it's always okay to check with somebody to find out if you're right about how they're feeling. Because if you're concerned that they might be sad, it's okay to go up to them and say, Hey, I noticed you're, you know, not kind of feeling like yourself today, or um, you're just kind of hanging out by yourself today. Are you feeling sad? Or, um, you know, let's just kind of check in, find out what's going on. Maybe they just want to be alone for a little bit, and that's okay too. Yeah, it's always good to check. Nice. <laughs> well, definitely when I talk to young people or when I train future teachers, because that's one of the things I do, I train future teachers to work with people in the K through 12 setting. A main skill that we attempt to teach children is to first recognize how they're feeling and then be able to express how they're feeling in a healthy manner and cope with that feeling in a healthy manner. Absolutely. And that's so important. And that's part of one of the presentations that we do provide um, is about expressing those feelings and trying to figure out what those different feelings are. Um, and in the presentation, actually, it's kind of fun that Rodney will draw different faces, different expressions. And I mean, it's okay for him to do that, except like I'm blindfolded while he does it. So <laughs> I don't know if the kids understand exactly what that means when <laughs> he's blind, when I'm blindfolded and he's drawing. Um, but then we draw the pictures and he shows the pictures. And I mean, it's, and we figure out what's the expression that's on the face. Um, and, you know, they're really good at being able to pick up those cues. Some of them are kind of subtle in the drawings and that's okay. Um, but afterwards they get a chance to do their own drawing as well um, of like, what would a happy face look like or a sad face? Um, and they're all real, little Rodney faces, but they're blank on the inside. And then they got to fill okay. them in. Yeah, so it's kind of creepy almost that I'm blank on the inside. No, it's not creepy. <laughs> but, but, but still, they fill it in and it looks really good. Yeah, because they understand what feelings are and they understand what it looks like. So it's really great to see that they, they get those connections. One of the performance indicators for the healthy relationship standard goes with talking about um, describing characteristics of a friend. Would you say being empathetic is one of those characteristics? Well, what do you think? Is that a really nice thing to have as a friend? Well, yeah, for sure. Um, because I mean, I like that idea that like, if I were feeling kind of sad and like, someone noticed, I would want them to kind of check in on me. I mean, even if I wanted to be alone and I didn't want to be bothered by anybody, I could just say so. And you know, then they would understand that and they'd say, oh, okay, I'll, I'll let you have your space. But, you know, they wouldn't give up on me. They'd find out if I'm okay later, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Rodney, do you have an example? And you have the right to pass on this question. Yeah. Do you have an example when you wanted somebody to check up on you and be empathetic? Well, what do you think, Rodney? Did you have a time like that? 
Well, there was one time that I was feeling kind of sad and is this, this is part of that. This is from that presentation, right? This is from the umbrella of happiness one. Yeah. This is from the umbrella of happiness presentation. Well, there was a part where I'm feeling pretty sad because there were some kiddos who were picking on me and, and oh. they made some holes in my umbrella, which is usually really strong. And all the mean things that people say bounce right off, off the umbrella. But uh, mm. when they said so many mean things, it, uh, that's when it started to make little holes and those kind of sad feelings went through. Uh, yeah, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about it because I didn't want anyone to worry. Yeah, that's right. You didn't say anything to me right away because you were afraid that I would be worried about what was happening. But then we talked about how it's important to be able to talk to an adult when you're feeling sad or you're being bullied or you're having confusing feelings. And I'm not going to be upset if you're sad. I mean, I just I just want to make sure I can help you. Yeah. So we talked about that. And now if I have a problem, I know I can just talk about it and it's okay. Yeah. Nice. Wonderful. Because that is important. That really is important, Rodney and Mr. Sean, that when you have feelings that don't always feel nice, that they feel yucky, that you have the opportunity to talk to somebody that you trust, whether it be a friend or a trusted adult. That's right. Or the guy you go to presentations with like me. Yeah. Like him. I can always talk to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I would think he's considered a friend or a trusted adult, right, Rodney? Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Well, let me go into some other terms that you mentioned before. And I'm not sure if it was you, Mr. Sean or Rodney, that mentioned it. But the term consent was raised. Would you tell us what is consent? Because that aligns with the the standard under consent and healthy relationships. Of course, it would go into that topic area for the standards. What is consent? Oh, that's good. Okay. So do you want, wait a minute, do you want me to field that one or do you want to talk about that one? No, I'm going to talk about consent because I have a really good example. Like, so if you're at a party, right, with like your family and they're all hanging out, it's like a big family reunion and everyone's there. And like, let's say Aunt Tilly wants to give you a hug, but you don't want the hug. But you, but your dad says, you got to go hug Aunt Tilly because if you don't, she'll be sad. But you don't want to hug Aunt Tilly. But you're trying to say no. Mm. Is it okay to say no? <laughs> See, there's the example, right? It's like you feel kind of like you're supposed to do it. You don't really want to do it. Um, and yeah, absolutely. You have the right to say no. And that's because your body belongs to you. I mean, that's what consent really means is that your body belongs to you and no one has the right to touch your body without making sure that they have consent first. So that includes hugs and, you know, all sorts of stuff. High fives. Yeah, wait, wait, hugs. Hugs is good because I like to do air hugs and that's really fun. That's right. He sometimes does air hugs with the students, right? So, and so he'll ask consent. Can I see what that looks like? Yeah, yeah. So the, so okay, (laughs) air hug is like this. So I got to ask consent. Can can we do an air hug? Oh, okay. So Lori, we're going to do an air hug? Okay, so hold on. Yes, I would love an air hug. I need to get your other hand, okay? Yeah, yeah, hold on, okay. So we got to get the other hand. Okay. So air hug is a big outstretched arm thing that we do. Okay. So we get the arm stretched out and then we squeeze it in really tight for like three seconds. One, two, three. And then we let it go. And there's our air hug. Nice. Thank you for the air hug. Isn't that nice? It kind of feels good. Even though it's not an actual hug, it still works out. You're right, Rodney. You're right. Very good. So now, yeah. 
Say if a young person is listening or watching in and they're saying, well, you know, I, I want to have, I want to provide consent. Like, does that mean I don't have to do chores at home? I can say no to that. If I can say no about Aunt Tilly, can I say no to dusting or well, cleaning I, up in my room? Well, well, hold on a second. That might be a little much, but that's that's, okay. that's a good question, though. See, yeah, no, that is a good question because consent, but you know, when we're talking about consent, we're really talking about our bodies, right? This is like part of what we call personal body safety and making sure that we have that autonomy, right? That's a really big word, but it means that you have control over your body and you have the right to be able to say no. Um, again, if somebody wants to touch your body in a way that's going to make you feel uncomfortable or might make you feel uncomfortable. Um, but things like chores and stuff like that and cleaning up your room. Yeah. Cause I don't want to say no to cleaning my room. Well, wait, <laughs> you don't really clean. you got a bag to, and it doesn't really get cleaned all that often. Does it? <laughs> well, no, but that's okay. So, um, but yeah, so Rodney, that means I think you're still going to have to do some chores around the, around the house. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, those are a little bit different, but it is a good question because you can make those connections between the things that you want to do and don't want to do. Um, but for the consent piece that we're really talking about in that case, it's really about our bodies um, is, the, is the key there. And I have to say, this is so enjoyable to speak with you both, because I believe this discussion here is truly modeling for the listeners slash watchers on the YouTube channel, that this is what's age and developmentally appropriate, definitely for the younger children. Definitely. And as children age, that we still continue this about being empathetic and about having consent in case they start doing more physical things with a romantic partner or something like that as they age. Because certainly when we're younger, children, we recommend children don't get involved in that stuff because they're not able to provide consent in that way. Yeah. Right. And that can be scary in a lot of ways, too, because those are things that a, a, you know, a young person may just not be ready for. There's a lot of emotions that mm -hmm. are connected with things that happen with our bodies. And that can yeah. be confusing sometimes. And that's yeah. why we talk about, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a touch in especially like a private area of our body. We may not want to say outright like this is a bad touch because that word feels kind of like, you know, it's kind of jarring for people and it can turn yeah. people like to feel like oh, does that mean all touches are bad? And they're not. And we really like to talk about like, there might be touches that make you scared or feel confused, or maybe have a lot of really big feelings. And when something like that happens, it's okay to talk about it. Um, and especially touches that are in private areas of our body, especially if we yeah. have not consented to those. Yeah, yeah, that can be really scary. And yeah. and yeah, and I think it's important that people get a chance to, to see that it's okay to talk about it too. Well, right. When yeah. we do our personal body presentation, Rodney actually, did, is it okay if I mention it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I want to make sure you're okay with it. Yeah. Well, well, when we do our presentation, there's a part where, um, well, see, when I was, when I was younger, I had someone touch a private area of my body and I, and I, and I tell, I tell Mr. Sean about it, but it's not okay. easy, you know, to say these things, but mm -hmm. I think it's important that kiddos get to see that it's okay to talk about it. Yeah. So right. it is, it's, it's, it's hard for Rodney to say it. Um, and when we're having the presentation, we, we get some encouragement from our friends, right. In the audience, right. They usually mm -hmm. feel like you can do it, Rodney, you can do it, you can say it. And we actually have one of the kiddos in the audience help him by 
telling me what it is that happened because he discloses to the kids first and then they they help them make that disclosure so not only do they hear rodney process it but they also hear one of their peers say what it is that happened using those actual words um so i think it it makes it a less scary thing to be able to talk about for them to see their peers do it and to see rodney talk about it so it's it's i think it's really important that we do that piece yeah Rodney, thank you for talking about it because having touches in your private parts uh, for children, that's inappropriate and it shouldn't happen. And I'm sorry that happened to you. And I'm so proud of you and that you're so brave to actually be able to say it out loud to somebody you trust. Yeah. Oh, and it wasn't easy, but thank you. I'm glad you said that. Ah, I do feel better after talking about it though. That's the important thing for me. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can process yeah. it. We can work through it. We can talk about it. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I want to raise up here that when, if there are young people listening in or watching in, that every state has an age where they can provide consent for sexual content. And why, and it, there's different ages across our country. And then in other countries, it's, it's different too. But why that's in place is to protect young people. Because we understand that when you're younger, that your your child, your kid, and you're supposed to be a kid. You're supposed to yeah. um, just be who you are. So what you were saying before about teaching about personal boundaries is so important. And would you mind going a little deeper about the personal boundaries? What exactly are those? Like, how would you explain that to a young person or an older person that they have a right to have personal boundaries too? Oh, absolutely. And so when we... <laughs> Again, I'll go back to the presentation when we do that piece. Um, Rodney and I actually when and here's another, this is like a superhero element of the story as well. Um, Because when when I was growing up, see, part of the story is that I was a superhero called Sean Tron and Rodney was a superhero too. Yeah, that's right. I was Chrono Kid because I could travel through time. Yes, that's right. Chrono Kid. Wow. Um, And we had a friend who is quite powerful and was able to send us to a place called the land of the consentimals and the consentimals had a leader named King Harry and King Harry is the one who shares with us all of the personal body safety rules about how to keep ourselves safe. Um, So keeping those in mind, you know, it's, you know, just talking about how touches should feel safe um, and that they have the right to be able to tell an adult and tell a trusted adult if they ever feel hurt or scared, um, you know, just going through all those pieces with those kiddos. But we do it in a way that I hope is entertaining for them because King Harry, the character, yeah, yeah, King Harry's so funny. He's funny, right? Because he has a kind of goofy voice. Um, okay. So this is the King, King Harry voice. Should I do it? Yeah, go ahead. Go do it. Okay. <laughs> so King Harry does, uh, does things like this. So he'll say, touches in private areas are only to keep me clean and healthy. Right? So that's the okay. King Harry voice. And then, like, so we have kids repeat those rules in the King Harry voice. And, oh, man, there was this one girl in the one classroom, and she did a serious King Harry voice. It was so low and, like, so gravelly. <laughs> it was like, you're going to hurt yourself. You keep doing that. But it was pretty funny. So they they just get into it, you know. So they're learning the rules. They're having fun while they're doing it. And I think it just, it's making a really good impression. At least I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. I'm sure you both do make a positive impression and help young people. I'm sure you do. 
Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Now for the folks listening or watching in, I want you to be able to refer to what we're referring to uh, for the topics, the uh, personal boundaries, the consent, and feel free to click on the link for the National Sexuality Education Standards that are part of the description in today's episode. And it should be page 38. But if you go to that page 38 on the printed out document, I don't know what it is on the whole, like if you do the PDF online, I'm not sure. It's, a, it's around 38. But what you'll find is the statement of by the end of second grade, students should be able to, and there's all these things that we've been talking about. And then the next area is by the end of fifth grade, students should be able to do, and this is the same stuff about personal boundaries. The next section would be by the end of eighth grade, and that's where we continue. And we do things that are age and developmentally appropriate. So we go in more depth and we use more terminology that's age appropriate as a student in school would understand it. So please refer to that document. And before we end today's episode, Mr. Sean and or Rodney, <laughs> do you have any advice for any young people that might be listening or watching in? Oh, I love that question. Don't you love that? Yeah, I do. I love that question. And I think I'm going to take it, if you don't mind, a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> because... This kind of gets back into, uh, again, a lot of the reason why I do the kind of work that I do. And it's it's really important just kind of personally for me that um, when I was growing up, I um, I remember being like a kid who like was really like the sensitive kind of kid. Right. And mm -hmm. I had all this kind of empathy. I didn't know that's what it was called. Right. Back in the back of that day. But I knew that I was, you know, sensitive to stuff and like, you know, I'd hear sad songs, get teary, all that kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, as I got older, there was like this unfortunate, I, it, it, that's how I, that's how I look at it. It's like, unfortunately, like there were my peers kind of started pushing me in this direction of to kind of lock that empathy down and take those kind of sensitive aspects of myself and try to lock them up somewhere. Um, and a lot of the times when people are talking about these stereotypes about men and boys, they might refer to it as something called a man box. Um, and mm. I feel like there are times when, you know, there, I think there are young boys and young men who were very much like me and are very much like me when I was younger, have a lot of empathy and like are really good at expressing feelings and just kind of sensitive in a lot of really, really nice ways that, you know, sometimes their peers might try to make them feel like they're not supposed to act that way or they're not supposed to feel that way or they're not right. supposed to have empathy. And that's where, you know, I wish I'd known that it was okay to hold on to being that kind of sensitive kid. You know what I mean? I'm, I kind of mm -hmm. wish that I hadn't had, I hadn't felt pushed so far away from that, you know, when I was a kid. So my message that I would like to share is that if there are any kiddos out there who are feeling that way that I did of being like, you know, maybe you're kind of a sensitive kid and you've got a lot of empathy and you care a lot about people and all mm -hmm. those kinds of things. And you might have, as you get older, people who try to change that about you and try to tell you maybe that's not how boys act or that's not how men act or anything like that. But I mean, here I am, a grown man, and guess what? I've got my empathy back, right? Excellent. There was a time where I lost it, 
And I have mm-hmm. it now. Yeah, that's right. He has all sorts of empathy now. That's right. Um, <laughs> just like I did when I was a kid. And I feel like I lost out on a lot of time where I could have had that really positive uh, empathy and especially feelings for other people. Um, so I'm, I just want to say, if you have that empathy right now, just hold right on to it, you know, and whatever somebody else says to you, it's like you, it's okay to be that sensitive, caring person and just hold yeah. right on to it. Um, and it's just really important. That's something for me that I like to, I like to share that thought. Yeah. That's, that's really important for him. He gets kind of emotional. No. <laughs> okay. Hey, are you making fun of it? No, I'm not making fun of it. It's good. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rodney. But we like to have fun around these topics too. And that's okay because, you know, that's, you know, we need to examine like, what does the culture do? How do people treat each other? Um, yeah. and, and, and just be, and be mindful that it's okay for us to have those feelings and be really empathetic too. Yeah. yeah. In which you, you make me think of in the national sexuality education standards, when you look under the healthy relationship section for, I think all the grade levels, it talks about what is a healthy and unhealthy relationship in which when people put each other's other down, uh, including their characteristics, like you're too sensitive, that's not a healthy relationship because healthy relationships are to accept people for who they are. Yes. Mistakes will be made in relationships, but personalities, you know, we're, we're all trying to figure out who we are and we have the right to express who we are as long as it's done without malintent. Would you exactly. agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're just, I think it is, it's hard to figure out who somebody is. Like, you know, just it, you grow up and things are different, you know, like, you know, this guy. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm a little bit different than I was when I was a kid too. It's a different okay. kind of empathy than what I had. It's more mature. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of more deeper understanding for other people that aren't like me. Yeah. But you, you, you change and it's okay. That's right. Yeah. So we grow and we change and we learn new things. And the more we know, the better we can be. Excellent. Now, Mr. Sean, I know you just gave some words of advice for young people listening in. Rodney, do you have anything to share for anybody listening in? Yeah. Well, what I really like to talk about is like, remember that it's okay to get close to the camera, especially like this. Hi. And it's okay to know that's your words of wisdom for them is about getting close to the camera. Well, that's okay. And, and how to fix your hair. And if your hair is really messy, like mine, here's what you do. You get like this and you get, you get a little, get a little of this. Oh no, no. Eh. Oh, Rodney, oh, do did you wash your hands? <laughs> oh yeah. I, it's okay. <laughs> He's a okay. puppet. It's all right. Just don't try that at home. <laughs> Seriously. No, really. What, what would you tell people? Like, especially like little kids, kiddos who we work with, what would you like to tell them? Oh, well, I just want to let them know that I, you know, I, I hope that they, 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 they know how important that they are. I hope they know how important they are and how special they are. And that like, there's no one else in the whole world like them. There's only one of them. And that, you know, that's, that's something to hold on to. And I want them to be the best them they can be. And that means, you know, being true to yourself and remembering that it's, it, it's okay to be yourself and your best self. And yeah, just, uh, oh, I, like, I just want to give everybody a hug. <laughs> How about I another air hug? A big hug. You want to do another air hug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big one. Okay. Big air hug. This is for everybody out there. Ready? So big arm out, another big arm out. Hold on. I got to get, I got to get the other arm. Okay. 
Hold on. And big, 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 big air hug. And then in, in, wrap it up, wrap it up. And then one, two, three, and let it go. Oh, no. Excellent. Thank you. And I love your words of advice, both Rodney and, and Mr. Sean, in which if somebody wants well, to get in touch much. with thank you, you. <laughs> you're welcome. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, I'm going to say Mr. Sean, because I don't have people get in touch with young people. Uh, I ask them to go to a guardian, a, a parent or other caregiver. So how can people get in touch with you, Mr. Sean? Oh, yeah. So the easiest way is if you just wanted to send an email to Mr. Sean, it's Mr. Sean presents at gmail.com. Um, I have a website as well, but I'm also on the Facebook and Instagram. So our social media. Um, so that's at Mr. Sean presents as well. So really easy to remember those three words together <laughs> uh, for all those pieces. Um, but yeah, so I'm very, very happy to uh, answer questions or get any kind of feedback from folks. Um, or, or just 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 hear from folks if they liked the video, if they like Rodney, if they like his hair. Usually, his hair is the thing I hear about. Um, feel free, send it along. Rodney loves wonderful. fan mail. Yeah, fan mail. That's right. Do it. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. You might be and I'll make you sure, that, Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> I I will put the links for how people can get in touch with you in today's description. So that's wonderful. And would you like to say? goodbye to our listeners or watchers today absolutely so i'll say goodbye so bye everybody thanks for letting us come visit with you today and what do you think rodney you want to say bye yeah yeah i gotta say bye too but i gotta get up close and go bye thanks for letting me come visit <laughs> <laughs> nice. well thank you very much i appreciate the time and i appreciate the space to be able to discuss these important things with you today well thank you again very very much for your words of advice for supporting young people and going to a trusted adult if something inappropriate has happened or to express feelings because all feelings are okay to have, all feelings. So thank you both for being here today. And for our listeners, I so appreciate you listening in. And if you watch for watching in, thank you so much for being here and for being you. If you want to get in touch with Mr. Sean, again, email him at mrseanpresents at gmail.com. Connect with him and Rodney on the Facebook page. But I do ask you try to connect with Mr. Sean, not with Rodney, because Rodney is younger and we do protect young people. We want them to be happy and healthy. And if you want to connect with me, feel free to email me at pubertyprof@gmail.com or go to my website at pubertyprof.com. So thanks again for listening in or watching in everyone. And I hope you have a happy and healthy day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. 